Welcome to the Jesus Sisters podcast. It's not a coincidence you're here. We thank you for joining us on this journey to seek a close and personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome back, Jesus Sisters and Brothers, to another season five of Jesus Sisters. We are so blessed that you all are joining us today. We hope that your 2023 is off to a wonderful start, and we're hoping that we can just add that extra oomph to really get you set up for the year. We have some great episodes coming this season. Um, I'm just hoping that you know, you're as excited as we are and that you're as blessed as we have been. What's been going on with my Jesus sister, Laurel? Oh, well, we don't have enough time to go through all those things, Allie. <laughs> it's, just, it's, been, it's been a busy new year already. And it's just so good to hear your voice and to be recording together. Um, I'm just really excited about this episode and about revival. We're going to be talking about revival today and thinking about the new year and what needs to be revived. It's going to be really good. And of, of course, as, as always, there's tons of great scripture. And so where there's great scripture. There's lots of learning and I'm ready to rock and roll. How about you? I'm ready to rock. Let's start out with some prayer. So Let's if you want to join in with us, Lord, we thank you for each and every person listening and we pray for true revival in our hearts. Empty us of ourselves, anoint our lips so we would speak only what you would have us. Send your Holy Spirit for Jesus Christ's sake your word says, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. So bless us, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit move and to continue to move throughout our lives and those we encounter. And we just pray that, you know, you, you put your hand on the Jesus Sisters podcast. And I just want to say, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive his reward for his suffering. You deserve those for whom you died on the cross, Lord. Worthy are you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, that's a great way to get this started. This new season, new year, all the news and a fabulous prayer, my Jesus sister. Yeah, uh, my Jesus sister prayed before this uh, pod podcast uh, recording that we're doing right now, and it was fantastic. I, I must say, I gotta give it a shout out because I'm like, that's so cute. Moving. The Holy Spirit is moving. We needed a little extra centering and a little extra Jesus. I mean, I guess I'm always looking for a lot of Jesus, but I'm like, girl, I need some more Jesus. Let's pray before we get going. I need a touch. They help yeah. me, Lord, because life has been crazy. And um, I will say that one of my New Year's resolutions is to try to get more centered because as a busy mom and, uh, you know, having a career and then the podcast and then a women's Bible study, there's just a lot happening. And but I want to be more centered. And so in thinking about uh, my planning for this episode today, I was thinking about like, how can I get centered? What my revival is going to be getting recentered in the Lord and picking things that really are what God wants me to do in my life and things that feed my soul instead of maybe filling it with some extra chaos, which who needs all the extra chaos? 
Amen to that. I mean, I, I fully um, agree. That's well, one of the reasons why, you know, we chose this episode was it's a great starter for a 2023 to get that revival or to have a revived heart. And I kind of felt that this year, it's been so busy that you get distracted. And like we said, sometimes we need that touch. We need that revived heart and yes, come and surrender and be humble and um, God will do the work. I, I know from reading scriptures that you know, true revival is God's work and we can know true revival because the Holy Spirit is there and at work. Um, in some of these scriptures that we're going to share, you'll see that they mention like in spirit or the spirit or Holy Spirit. Um, so we know that it's Holy Spirit led when we have that true revival. And it's also yeah. just a demonstration of God's grace, love and mercy. Um, a scripture that I did want to start us off on was, uh, I don't know um, if you've heard of the story of the dry bones. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's in Ezekiel, but it just shows that, you know, God can revive anything. He can revive physical, uh, spiritual, all, all of that. And so I just wanted to share this because I'm like, amazing. But again, it's only some of that story. So um, open your Bibles and read the full thing because it's just awesome to to read. So Ezekiel 37, three to six, he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. And then moving on to Ezekiel, Ezekiel 37, 11 to 14. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come out of your graves, my people. I will put my spirit within you and I will come to life and I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. Mm, love it. I when you're reading that scripture, I can't help but think of the of the song rattle. Just as there's I love that when they sing scripture, you know, where it says, Oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I love it. I love yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And if the Lord can bring some dry bones back to life, he can he's got he's got a hold of everything in this world. And I love that. He can give us that revival. He can revive our our hearts. So I thought that that was a great way to to start out because it just shows that even if you're feeling, I think as a Christian in our walk, there's times I know for sure I can speak to from my point of view. There have been times where I'm so on fire, but then life, you know, gets, gets in the way and you can feel a little bit not as on fire, but we can read this scripture and know God can revive anything. He can bring that fire back into our heart. He can give us the Holy Spirit that will do that work and strengthen us to, you know, accomplish his will and, um, you know, give us a hope and a future. I love it. I love, um, I'm just one more line from here. Behold, I will cause breath to enter you that, you, that 
you may come to life. I love that. Just the the idea of God breathing life into us is so inspiring. It's just beautiful. Well, I when I was preparing for this, um, I was really just trying to get wrap my mind around what revival was going to mean for me and my life because there's lots of definitions of revival. And so I just in thinking about this episode, I mean, everybody might have a different perspective on what revival is in their life because we all have our own journeys and we all have our own experiences that we're living. But when I looked it up, um, it was like one definition of revival was an improvement in the condition or strength of something. And I was like, ooh, okay, well, I like that. That's to be strengthened. Like I could see that 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 could be revival for me. Um, but there was another one where it was an instance of something becoming popular, active, or important again. And I thought, oh, well, that's super relevant too, because in thinking about getting more people into the word, we, our whole purpose is to share the gospel and bring people to Jesus. And I was like, if, I mean, I know that becoming popular might, that, that might not be the best way to, to explain it, but you know, getting people in the word and, and to have a relationship with Jesus, like that's a great version of revival. And then, then there's another one, a reawakening, a reawakening of religious fervor, especially by means of a series of evangelistic meetings. And I was like, well, that can work for us too. I was like, well, so revival is just where it's at. Like all of those things are so important. And then there was still yet another definition, which was a restoration to bodily or mental vigor to life or consciousness or to sporting success. And I just thought, yeah, I could use some bodily and mental vigor, <laughs> some restoration there. So I'm hoping all these scriptures will speak to you differently. However you need revival, we're hoping you're going to get that today through the other scriptures. I like that you looked up um, the definitions of revival as well. I kind of did my own research and I was like, God, what is true revival? Because whatever that is, I know that's what I need. And um, in some of my research, I realized that, you know, a, a revival is when um, in this scripture, you can see in Acts 2, 17 to 21, this gives a perfect example of a revival taking place. And it shall be in the last days, God says that I will pour forth on my spirit on all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm, and beautiful. when I read that, I was like, we know that in the end, end days, whenever that comes, we don't know the day or the time, but we can see that there is going to be a revival. And it's not just where I think people are going to say, revival revival but it is going to be we're going to be exalting jesus we're going to be doing these gifts of the the spirit because we are jesus centered and it is all about jesus and glorifying him and we're going to honor him and not that we're not already doing that but i'm i'm just speaking as to what 
in my research revival looks like, you know, biblically and just yeah. have that burning desire and hunger for the word of God. And we, we can see through some of these scriptures, it says that outpouring of the Holy spirit. Um, you know, I have seen in today's age, a lot of people are starting to awaken and arise and know that the Holy spirit is working. And they're not just about you know, glorifying themselves. They have this true hunger to have that personal relationship with Jesus to know who he is, what he did and his characteristics. And you can see that with the way that people pray, the way that they do glorify him. And, and even the way that they evangelize or volunteer. I know Laurel can speak to that. And, you know, in her walk, she has just opened up, you know, her home and started this, you know, Bible study and many people are coming to it. And I think that's all the work of the Holy spirit and a revival sure. happening where, where she's bringing true revival and those things are taking place. And that is what we strive for. That is, you know, as we were talking about in the beginning of the episode, we want to share the good news because it's good news. Absolutely. And all glory to God for that, because if it wasn't for God, none of that would be happening. But yeah, I totally agree with you, Allie. I never really thought of it that way in terms of a revival, but it's true. It really is. We There are women that are reading the Bible for the first time that have never read the Bible. We have women in our Bible study who have read their first entire book of a Bible for the very first time. And they've been probably going to church for their whole life, but never really actually read a book of the Bible. Um, women that don't even know where they are in their relationship with the Lord, and they are spending time with him. And I think the key is that it's all about Jesus. It's all about getting mm -hmm. closer to Jesus. It's all about being in the word. And I think that's where revival really begins is by saying, I'm going to put all my trust in you, Lord, and you are going to be the center of my world. You are going to be my rock. You are, you are going to be my everything. And then that's when the revival starts happening. Um, I have the scripture from Luke 12, 35 through 37. And it's, I like this because it, it, to me, this is about like, you're getting closer to Jesus. It's all about getting closer to Jesus. And then we'll, we will see that revival. And it says, be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth. He will himself, he himself will seat them, put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat. So to me, that's like, it's being ready. It's being, you have to be ready when, when the Lord comes knocking, that door has to be open. And he's just waiting for us to open that door. And when we open it and he comes in, we're now getting closer to him. And that's that revival is you will be refreshed in the Lord, he will breathe life into you. And I just love it. Oh, that was wonderful. I, amen, Jesus, sister. Amen. Uh, that's why I like Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. When we take that step of seeking the kingdom and having that personal relationship and knowing what he's about, like all those things are, are added to us. And we show our revival by what we seek by crucifying our idols, picking up our cross and prioritizing him 
but also going back to what you you were saying before it's like revival is being jesus centered it's that sincere yeah. love for our lord jesus christ jesus christ will give you life that is you know we've seen that in ezekiel those dry bones will come alive whether you've you have no experience reading the bible you know very little or maybe you know a lot and it's just been years and life has really gotten you down and maybe you've gone through some trials and you're just like i'm flat i need that touch i need that revived heart and um you know so so have faith and take courage because we know that that's a work of god in his scriptures in psalms 85 6 will you not revive will you not yourself revive us again that your people may rejoice in you so when we see that it's like we get that revive revival and we glorify and rejoice him and and god is promising us that he will give us that revival when we have that pure contrite and humble heart and we just come to him you know, and surrender and say, Lord, I need you. Give me that touch. Yeah. I like the scripture that you just shared. It says, will you not, will you not yourself revive us again? And I, what the word that really stands out to me there is again. And I just think of like, how many times do I need revival? Like how many times have I gone through this where I'm like, Lord, I'm far away from you. I need you again. I need you to revive me again. And, um, and we know that he promises that what I mean, what a loving and amazing God that is, he's like, not going to condemn us for that distance. But yet he will revive us again, over and over and over, we just have to reach out to him, and just make that time for him spending I know we talk about it all the time. But it's so important to get those morning hours in with the Lord to really connect with him to get close to him. Um, and that's the beginning of the revival. And then you got to stay connected all day long. <laughs> I find myself just mm -hmm. trying to like, in everything, Jesus, I need you just right now. We were having technical difficulties. Jesus, we're going to need you. We're calling in another uh, SOS. <laughs> mm -hmm. Please help us in big things and small things. I mean, obviously, you know, we pray for the important stuff when people are sick and um, when they need healing. But the little stuff too. He wants to be part of our lives in in every single detail. And so it's so important that we ask for that continual connection and revival with him. Um, I was going to share Deuteronomy 20 verses one through four. And it says, when you go out and fight your enemies and you face horses and chariot chariots and an army greater than your own, do not be afraid. The Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt is with you. When you prepare for battle, the priest must come forward to speak to the troops. He will say to them, listen to me, all you men of Israel. Do not be afraid as you go out and fight your enemies today. Do not lose heart or panic or tremble before them. For the Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you against your enemies and he will give you victory. And I know they're talking about like a physical battle in in this scripture but we are all fighting our own battles and our own demons every day and we don't have to be going to like a physical war for this scripture to be applicable to our lives like this is telling me like god it, yes he brought his people out of egypt but don't be afraid go out and fight your enemies go share his word don't lose heart don't panic 
trust in God, pray, seek him at all times, and he will give us victory. And it's just a beautiful way to really think about when we are digging in for that revival, he promises that he's going to be there and he will carry us through it. And I just, there's a lot of peace in that for me. Oh yeah. And peace that literally when you were reading that scripture, I felt my muscles getting bigger. Oh my gosh. Oh, I wonder if this is when the supernatural weight loss comes in too. Did my, I was, I was hoping my waist would be getting smaller. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get off track. Um, you're so, I love it. That's great. Tell me more. <laughs> well, um, another part of, well, and what we were kind of talking about with revival is when you actually do get that touch, it's like that desire where, and I'm sure a lot of us have been there where when you first, you're like so excited and you're like, I got to tell you about Jesus. I don't care yeah. if I look silly. I'm going to be like David dancing where his wife was like, chill. Like you're embarrassing yeah. yourself. No, I'm going <laughs> to for the Lord. You need to know what he has done in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Like that feels good. I don't care. I just don't care. To me, that feels good. When I have that feeling, I'm like, Ooh, nothing's going to break my stride. I got, I got my full armor on. I'm yeah. Feeling good. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Christ who strengthens. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Another part of revival. This is in, um, acts two thirty-eight to 47. And this is a little bit longer. So it says, Peter said to them, repent and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off. As many as the Lord, our God will call to himself. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. So then those who had received his word were baptized. And that day there were added about 3000 souls. Mm, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles, teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles and all those who had believed were together and all and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need day by day, counting with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day, those who were being saved. Ugh. That, my friends, is revival. That is what the world Ooh. needs. We get that true. Like, what did it say? How many thousand were were in I there? I thought it said three thousand. Three thousand, and that's just what happens when we are earnestly, honestly praying, seeking, being devoted, having that sincere heart, that gladness, praising God, and and we were and they were having favor with all the people. That is what. I want in my, when I share the good news, I want that to happen. And that yes. only happens through the Holy spirit. So it's like, Holy spirit, fill us because this is what the world needs. And, you know, also speaking about revival is, you know, repentance. We are sinners in need of a savior. And it's not just saying, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. I've sinned. It's, it's really wanting repentance is change. It's recognizing that we need that change and to ask the Lord to help us 
do for us what we can't do for ourselves sometimes and having that godly sorrow that turns us to Jesus Christ for change. Um, so I think that's important too. It's, it's not what we do, but what he already did. And because of what he did, that makes us want to change and want to be obedient. Not that we're being forced or held down. It's because of who Christ is, how much he loves us and what he has done for us. That makes us go, I want to change. Cause I know that this is good for me. He loves me. He's done so much. I'm going to stick with him because even in his ministry and life out of anybody in the world, I don't care what you say. Nobody tops Jesus. Nobody gave that same message of just selflessness and love that Jesus did. That shows that he's Lord because nobody else is putting out what he is. Um, yeah, it's funny that you say that um, because we've been reading First Samuel in our Bible study and I'm, we're now getting into Second Samuel. And you see how, I mean, David was considered one of the greatest men, especially when you're reading in first Samuel and he's young and he defeats Goliath and he like, all he wants to do is to just be obedient to the Lord. And even though he's a great man, he still is of the flesh and he falls in second Samuel. And you see like the decisions that he makes and with Bathsheba and um, Uriah, um, and how he sends him into battle to be killed so that he can have his wife. And you're just like, oh, like, how did this Terrible. amazing, how did this amazing man, a man of God, a, a man that God picked, right? Like, and how he's so, and he's so supposed to be so godly and, and holy and all these things. And yet, even though he was all these great things, he was still a man. And, but he wasn't Jesus. Jesus is the only perfect man. And so everyone will always fall short. And it's just, it's just a re to me, that was something that really resonated with me in the reading because it just reminds you that Jesus is the perfect, he, Jesus is the perfect lamb of God. Like he lived a perfect life and he was here. I mean, he is, you know, a part of God. He is God. Um, but just in thinking about what you were saying, that just reminds me that, you know, if we're far from Jesus and we're putting our trust in man and trying to get closer to man, they're mm -hmm. always going to, to disappoint us where if we are putting our trust in Jesus and we're putting our trust in God, he will carry us. Um, he'll carry us through all of that. So, Oh gosh, the Bible is just so complicated. The more I read it, the more I'm like, how did I ever think this was boring? Like I used to like when I was a kid, <laughs> right? I was like, what? I just, I just didn't understand. So, um, the scales I was, have been removed. The scales have been <laughs> removed. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was going to share Philippians uh, 3.10, and it says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Mm -hmm. I want to suffer yeah. with him, sharing in his death. And I don't know. I feel like that just ties everything together. It's like, again, man will, will fail us. Flesh will fail us, but not Christ. I want to experience that mighty power. And that's the same power yes. that they're talking about in Acts. You know, in that scripture that you read in Acts, everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many yes. wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. I just, oh, just that's so, that power, the power. Of, and of God, God is not going to withhold that from us. When we want that, he's not going to, he wants us to want that. And I believe that he will come through and provide that when we 
earnestly seek him and pray for these things, they are going to happen. We just have to have that, that truth and sincerity and integrity about it, where it's like, it's not about me. It's about him and what he's done and what he can do and is still doing. He is still on the throne. He is always going to be on the throne. He is reigning. And I love how you brought up David because yes, he was this anointed man, but I'm so glad that God gives us these stories because we can see that somebody can be, you know, mighty in, in man's eyes, but we still sin and bad things can still happen in this life. I think, uh, you know, Christianity can sometimes be like, oh, well, if you turn to God, you're always going to be happy and you're going to be abundant and God is going to bless you with um, financial provisions and, and, and health and wealth and all these. And sometimes like, that's just not how it is. Like sometimes our prayers don't get answered. Sometimes bad things do happen and it's part of our journey. It's part of that suffering that you were talking about. If we didn't have those experiences, we would never be able to relate to those who are also hurting and the, the hurt that and the suffering that our Lord and savior went through that that's part of, of life. And But then you also see with David, he did have that godly sorrow that led him to repentance. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to be lawful and say, I I did something wrong. So I'm going to say, I'm sorry. It's that really being sorry, having that sorrow. And because you have that sorrow and you realize like, God, I don't want to do that to you. I'm going to change my ways because, you know, great are you and and what you have done in my life is worthy of my my obedience. Absolutely. I love that, Allie. Well, I have one more scripture I'm going to share. And then I'll let you, I'll let you go. I'll let you go without your, go out with your last scripture. Um, Isaiah 41, 10, do not be afraid for I am with you. Do not be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And um, I just, I really like that because, you know, I don't, <laughs> when I'm, when I'm needing revival, I sometimes can allow myself to feel stressed, to feel overwhelmed. And I have to remind myself that that's not what God promised for me. He told me not to be anxious. He told me to be anxious for nothing. And so I just need to remember that he is for me and not against me, um, that he is my God. He's going to strengthen me and I will be victorious. Mm -hmm. And so I might need to call on him. I might need to ask him for his love and his guidance constantly, but I know that he will carry me and he will hold me up. I love that. It's so true. And how beautiful is it that we serve a God that whose strength is, is perfect in our weakness. Like we can be weak in his, you know, we are weak, but he is strong. I love that. You know, we learn that as, as children, as an adult, I get it because it's like, we can be weak. We do live in the the flesh and we do, but it's like his strength, his might carries us through. Um, My last scripture, Isaiah 55, 11 is so my word, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. And I think that that's another Love it. part of revival, the living word of God, knowing the power of his word is a true sign of being 
revived, knowing that the word of God is life and brings life and revival. This is our food and without it, we starve. And also knowing when you evangelize, when you go out there, when you share the good news, it's not going to return void. It will accomplish what his will is, what he wants it to desire. It will succeed. And that should you know, give you that strength to just say, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to share my faith because of what God has done for me. I'm going to preach the good news because, you know, it's the good news. Who doesn't want good news? Um, Who doesn't want good news? One thing, (laughs) exactly. Uh, And then one thing I did want to touch on is, is praying. I think that earnest prayer, persistent prayer, intercessory prayer shows revival, you know, thinking about what does our prayer life look like if we're feeling stagnant or maybe like our, our flame is, is flickering and we want it to be this blazing fire. Um, when we know how powerful prayer is and we know the power that it, that prayer, I'm, I'm getting, uh, my words tangled. I apologize. But when we know how powerful prayer is, we want to pray all the time. We want to pray without ceasing because we know yes. it can move mountains. We know what it can do. So it's like when we're revived, we're like, let me pray for you. Let me give you a word. Let me, you know, cause this is going to help you more than it might seem so simple, but it's really the most, it's the first strategy we should go to when things are looking a certain type of way. And right. even when things are great, it's like, just pray without ceasing. We're told that in the Bible for a reason. Absolutely. And that just shows that we trust God. Plus, it's also staying connected to him. So that praying without ceasing is, you know, we're looking at him as our best friend. He's our first go to instead of our last. You know, you know, when something goes wrong, give it to God right away instead of making it be your last option instead of like, well, I've tried everything and it didn't work. So Jesus, I'm gonna need you like, (laughs) give it to him first. And it really does change your life. I promise it it does um, something I was going to end on and then I will pass it back to you to give any of your closing thoughts or comments. But I heard this prayer and I do apologize. I don't know exactly where it came from, but um, it was just really powerful and, and gave me a great perspective as to being Jesus centered and not, you know, self-centered and really looking at like, God is not a genie. He, you know, he already paid the price. Like, whatever he he's already done exceedingly abundantly for me. And, um, you know, he is just worthy of all the glory, all the praise. Um, so this is what it says from this day forth, Lord Jesus, I'm going to love you, obey you and serve you and do what your will is. Even if I were to go to hell at the end of all this, simply because you are worthy to be loved, obeyed and served and not because I'm trying to make a deal with you. I think that that is a revived heart right there saying like you realize how good God is not that, you know, that would happen, but you know, it's about him and our love for him and not like what he can do for us and that we're trying to get out of trouble or get out of a, a, you know, I know that a lot of people do come to the Lord about that, but as you walk in life, I don't want to use God for anything. I just want to show my love and I'm not always perfect at that. I I do make mistakes. I do sin. But at the end of the day, I think that's what it should be about is just recognizing, you know, our, our perfect savior and who he is and what he's about and what he's done for us. Hmm. Beautiful. Thank you, Allie, for that. No, my final words are just, you know, if you want revival, 
get get closer to God. That is that is true mm-hmm. revival. Get closer to God. Spend more time with Him. Seek Him first. Pray all the things, and um, it will it will be overwhelming. You know, if you're doing, if you're praying to God every day and you're seeking Him in all things, you will feel it. I promise. And he will, mm-hmm. we know he, he promises that his return will not void, but he will not leave us feeling void if we're seeking him, I promise. And yeah. um, one more thing I was going to share is my Jesus jam. So this has been my Jesus jam when I've been feeling a little anxious or overwhelmed. And I'm like, this is not of God. This is not how I'm supposed to be experiencing life. And I, and I refuse to subscribe to this and so i have been blasting this is how i define a true jesus jam do i like when i drive to work do i have to listen to it one or more times before i get there to like get my head straight <laughs> and so this is one of them um it's fear is not my future and this there's multiple versions but this particular version by todd galberth Oh, it is amazing. If you blast this, you will not be disappointed. I promise you, you will feel power. You will feel, you'll feel um, just this overwhelming sense of like the Holy Spirit, like God has got me. And I refuse to subscribe to those negative messages that circulate in my head sometimes. Mm-hmm. Amen. I love that. And then after you get done with that, you should, you should blast this one. It's called, it's an oldie, but a, a goodie. Like I feel revived after I listen to this. It's called My Deliverer and it's by Rich Mullins. Um, I love this. This is one of the first, my dad, when he would clean before like Christmas and holidays, he would blare this. And I didn't really, I knew that it was about God. And I I just loved that when he would do that. I, I just think that it was just the worship hitting me. And now as an adult, I love this. And when I'm like, I'm going to put on that armor, I'm like, it's like, it says something like my deliverer is coming. My deliverer is standing by. And I'm like, Jesus is my deliverer and everything. He will revive me. He will deliver me. He will save me. He is my rock, my firm foundation, my firm foundation. So give that a listen. Hopefully, um, you know, with our message today and some of those songs, worship songs we've shared, you will have that revived heart that we're just hoping to you know, bring into 2023 and throughout our lives so that we can accomplish his will for us and, um, you know, just make the kingdom all the more beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you all for joining us. And that wraps up a first episode of season five. We did it. We did it, Jesus sister. And thank you, Jesus, for carrying us and um, just sending us your message and the scripture to share with uh, our Jesus brothers and sisters. So go out and have an amazing day and we will be posting another episode in two weeks. Love to you all. Yes. Love to you all. Bless new year. Amen. <laughs>